Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am so grateful that you are here becoming the conscious mama bear you were born to be. We are diving back in with Fosia and uh, we're going to really go in depth about some human design um, knowledge and how it can really help you rediscover yourself and really help you follow your intuition and um, feel validated for Um, how you feel and who you are when society has just maybe told you like, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. So I'm super excited for this episode. And um, without further ado, let's get to it. So when did you start tapping into human design? Yeah, so I started, I learned about human design in early 2019. And it was like a revelation. I mean, when I found out about human design, when I found out about my aura type, so there's five different aura types and um, I'm a projector. Projectors are 20% of the population. We are non-energy types. So we actually don't have the buzzing sacral life force energy that the rest of the planet has. Um, Projectors actually aren't really meant to conceive and have babies because we just don't have that kind of energy. And like, we don't have consistent access to that energy. And, you know, I'm here to see the other. I'm here to, my aura is focused and penetrating. I go into the other and I absorb all this information and I'm a natural guide. I'm here to guide others in their process. And, um, you know, in the work that I do now, it's so well suited to, mm-hmm. to my energetics. Um, but when I found out about human design, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not lazy. I'm not overly sensitive. I'm not weird. I'm not crazy. Like I, this is actually exactly who I am. And it explained so much. And it explained also why I felt like I had chronic fatigue syndrome for over 20 years, because I was trying to keep up with the rest of the population who are generators and manifesting generators who do have this buzzing sacral life force energy. So you're a generator, you have that. And you know, this is the, this is what keeps the planet alive. This is what keeps the, the life as we know it, humanity really buzzing and thriving. Um, but I'm not designed in that way. However, we're all conditioned to think that we're all supposed to show up kind of in the same way. Right. And so I was like, well, I am failing at being an adult. I am failing at life because I 
need to take a nap every single day. I can't seem to keep up with my kids and do all the activities that all these other moms seem to just be like, you know, loving and they can pump out four kids and like make all this breast milk and like recover just like that and their bodies go back to normal. And that was not my, that was not my story. And so finding out I was a projector in the human design system, being a non-energy type, I was like, oh, no wonder. And just learning that, it allowed me to rewrite my story. It really allowed me to rewrite my story. Yeah. Now, when people say like, nah, this is like, woo woo, this is too crazy. Like, how can you pinpoint someone down? Like, you know, um, I, I don't know what the white, the right word uh, would be with like astrology and like, you know, the, the signs and like some people mm-hmm. really are like, oh, you're, you're this. And you're like, no, that doesn't resonate with me. How does human right. design differ from that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think in astrology too, um, it's so much more nuanced and complicated than just your sun sign, right? Like Mm -hmm. you've got your sun, your rising, your moon, and you've got all these other elements and what house they're in and all these things. And we don't really look into that in terms of astrology, unless you actually get a reading. So human design, it's incredibly nuanced. um, And it, it takes into account so many different things. So it's a synthesis of ancient wisdom, ancient sciences, and modern science. And I think because human design is much newer than astrology, people are seeking out readings maybe uh, more often than they would with astrology because there's so much, there's a lot of, there's a lot of information about human design available, but not in the way that it's astrology information is available. So you know, getting a human design reading, it's a, you see, it's so nuanced. It takes into account the chakra system, the um, astrology, the Kabbalah tree of life, the Chinese I Ching and quantum mechanics. And so because it's this amazing synthesis of all these different things, and it's incredibly nuanced, there are so many different possibilities and it shows you your unique blueprint it shows you your unique your soul's unique blueprint and astrology does this too but um i think because human design is a synthesis of so many traditions and modern science it allows us to really hone in on the unique energetic makeup of the individual and the thing about human design is that it's it's just knowledge we call it the science of differentiation it shows you how you differentiate from the next person. We're all here to work together, but the way that we work together to create harmony, to create peace, to create the best possible situation for the collective is if we can all really um, embody our uniqueness. And then it's not a belief system, it's a body of knowledge. And so what we do with human design is we experiment with it. And so it kind of takes that pressure off. It's like, okay, you know, in a reading with my clients, I'm like, look, You don't have to believe all of this, but what you do get to do now is take these things that I've taught you, that I've explained to you and start experimenting with them, you know? So everyone, according to their unique aura type has a unique strategy in life. So for you as a generator, your strategy is to respond. So for 70% of the population, your strategy in life is to respond to what life is bringing to you. You're not here to initiate. Only 9% of the population is here to initiate. Um, you know, so like we're, we're all taught, like 
you know, you're supposed to make things happen and go for it and all of that. And yeah, sure, to a certain extent. But when we actually allow ourselves to sit back and surrender and allow life to happen for you as a generator, you get to respond to what's in front of you. And then you get to check in with your inner authority and say, like, is this aligned for me or is this not? My strategy is to wait for the invitation because I'm here to guide the other, but I'm not here to give unsolicited advice. So I have to wait for the other to see and recognize me first for my gifts, for what I have to offer. They have to really vibe with who I am. And then they have to invite me in to be their guide. And so can, you can imagine like if I'm not first seen and recognized and if I say like, oh, hey, Monica, you should do this and you should do that. And like, I see exactly what's right for you. That might be true but it's gonna be met with so much resistance and then I'm gonna end up feeling really crappy, right? Because I'm like, but I, I just, I know how to help. And it's like, yeah, but I didn't ask for your help. So it teaches us how to go through life with more ease, more flow, less resistance so that we can really live out our soul's purpose. And it shows us what our unique gifts are because we all have unique gifts. We all show up in a really unique and special way and it gives us permission just to radically be ourselves. It's, I mean, it completely changed my life. Yeah. Totally. It sounds like it. So you pulled my, what do you call them a chart? What do you call? Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah right. The chart. Yes. So yes. I, I've had my astrology done. I have a um, neighbor who's 75. I absolutely adore her. She is my like yes. guru astrologer. And um, I'm just like really fascinated by it all. Right. And so yeah. when, when you, you just messaged me today, like, well, do you want to pull your chart? And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm sure people would be really interested in the process. So just what, um, what would be the first step? The first thing that you would do with a client, you have their chart. Do you ask them specific questions? Is it like, or is it more like, let me see what I see? Like, like what would be the process like? Well, I, there's something that re- that's it's like we've got your chart we've got your questions and then we also have what comes through right so i'm really intuitive i uh, i have a lot of information that i just channel that just comes through me and so it's like i we really have this process of trust too that like whatever information you're supposed to receive in that reading you're going to get so i always say like you know do you have questions are you struggling with something do you need an explanation for something that's going on in your life? A lot of times people will come to me when they're going through certain transit cycles in their life, like their Saturn return around the age of 29 or 30, or their Uranus opposition, which is the time of the classic midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. And I had a huge soul awakening at that time in my life. So that's around the age of 42. And so, you know, I, I like to get, and sometimes before I even meet with the person, I'm like, oh, I feel that there's something big. And so I will ask questions. And so, yeah, I get a sense of like, you know, what's going on in your life? Like what's working for you? What's not working for you? What would you like to know? What's your goal for this reading today? And so I just did a reading for a 27 year old. Um, and I love doing readings for younger people. Cause it's like the sooner you can get your hands on your human design, the less deconditioning you have to do throughout your life, right? Like you just get permission at a younger age to be like, yo, this is me. And like, I am going to be me. Right. And so what she wanted to know was, um, you know, like how, uh, what her gifts are. And she was very curious about 
how other people experience her, how the world experiences her. Um, and also kind of what the trajectory of her life is gonna look like. And so we talked about all of those things. Um, and so, yeah, and, and then, you know, we start getting into the reading and it just becomes very clear what is supposed to come through. And then a lot of times we end up doing Psych K, subconscious reprogramming in the human design reading if the client is open to it and it seems appropriate. Because when you're learning about your unique energetic blueprint, a lot of times the conditioning that you've grown up with starts to come through, right? Where you're like, oh, I thought I was supposed to be a certain way or show up in a certain way. But what you're saying, is, it, it resonates so deeply with me, but how do I allow myself to just embody that? And so we, we kind of go into, we tune into like, well, what's the core limiting self-belief behind this that's preventing you from just allowing you to be yourself? And then we go in and we reprogram it. It's really, it's, it's really uh, transformative. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. yeah. You said you, um, cause I mentioned about like, I love making video. I love responding to people. I love being, I'm like, I love my podcast. Um, but obviously it's great when you have guests, but when you do it by yourself, yes. like, you get no feedback. Right. But you're just, exactly. you're just projecting that the, you know, whoever's listening is gonna just feel joy and get the knowledge yes. and connect with it. Um, but yeah, I yeah. love, I love doing that so much more than posting a picture and writing some text. Right. And yeah. I don't, you were about to tell me something about my chart, but I wanted to leave I it was. until, until I was. this. Yeah. So you're a one, three emotional generator. So you're a generator. Your aura is warm and enveloping. You draw people in. Okay. So you have that buzzing sacral life force energy. So you have consistent access to energy to do, okay. To do all the things, but you have to make sure that it's aligned for you. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure that like your, that, that your heart is really in it, that it really lights you up. And there's a very strong energy in your chart of creative self-expression and expression of self. So you, so there's one aspect of the human design chart that is your, it's called your incarnation cross. This is your life's purpose. Okay. You and I have the exact same one and we have the, there's four different expressions of it. And we have the same, the exact same expression of it. So you have the right angled cross of the Sphinx. Okay. So you're here to follow your own lead and to be in the moment. You're all about your own way of doing things. And it's through this, what kind of can feel like self-absorption or like you're just so absorbed in your own process and in your own way of doing things. It's through this that, that you actually create like your unique contribution to the world comes through, comes through this. And I see you doing this. So you actually also give others direction. You are a leader, but you're not doing it on purpose. It's not, it's not on purpose. It's just by doing your own thing, being in your own self-expression, others find inspiration and direction through you. So you lead by example, it's effortless. And then people see what you're doing. And then that inspires them to find their direction. So you're like a lighthouse. And I have the same exact incarnation cross and we both do this. And it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is also why I feel that we have so much resonance, right? Because we're really here to live out a similar kind of purpose, but you don't have to try, Monica. Like you don't have to try to be a leader. You don't have to try to be inspiring. 
just by you doing what lights you up, like you love to make TikToks. And I remember you were saying that you were like, I love TikToks because then people will write in with questions and I get to respond. Hello, you're a generator. Your strategy in life is to respond, right? Yeah. That feels very effortless for you. Um, and then you're also, your profile is a one, three. So if uh, life were a movie, which it essentially is, you know, we're just passengers in the vehicle of life. We're just kind of sitting back and watching everything go by. Um, this would be the role that you would play. This is your archetype. So you are the investigator. That's the first line. And then the third line is the martyr. So the first line is like all about creating a strong foundation of knowledge because otherwise you feel very wobbly. Like you need to research and get all of the knowledge to feel like then you can move forward with what you wanna do. And the third line is the martyr, which is, you know, don't pay too much attention to the word martyr because that has <laughs> negative connotations, right? But it's all about experiential um, learning that turns into wisdom. And there's nothing like that kind of wisdom. And it can feel very messy. Life is messy for a third line. And it has been for you, right? Like it didn't go the way that you had planned it. It you There were a lot of different twists and turns, but look where it has led you. And if you hadn't gone through everything that you went through, you would not be the coach and the, the guide that you are today. So with the third line, you bump into life, life bumps into you, but it starts to calm down around the age of 40. And I would say that that's, and also by yeah. the look on your face that that's yeah. pretty accurate it's yeah. like 100 percent accurate it, it totally lines yeah. up with my birth chart as well um and mm. my saturn return was when i my first round of ivf around 30 right. and oh, yeah. uh that's when i woke up and was not i mean i wasn't like a, a big wake up but i opened my eyes yeah. a little and i was like hmm, yeah maybe yeah. this isn't like the right path to go down. And this is when I started to explore um, just all this um, other stuff other than medical treatment. And yeah, my moon is placed in a certain, um, in my career. And like, obviously the moon is connected oh. to women and, uh, yes. you know, the feminine and all that. Yes. So, and what you say about, you know, like, uh, like being the rebel, like I've always been the rebel, even as a little girl. And obviously yeah. that was looked upon as, um, being difficult. Right. Yeah. And just like, follow the, like, like I have never, I've always taken the hard way. Right. Like that's what people, right. Like right. even my business coaches are like, well, why would you do that? That's the hard way. I'm like, yeah, but that's what feels right to me. <laughs> like, yes. And whether that's it's also right or wrong. Yes. And that's also the third line. The third line, the typical example is like the kid who keep, keeps wanting to touch the hot stove. And the parent is like, don't touch the stove, honey. You're going to burn yourself. And you're like, but I have to, because if I don't, then I'm not going to know what it feels like. Exactly. And that's the third line. And so the, 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 the third line, the martyr is like, yeah, the martyr often takes it. They do it the hard way. They do it the hard way. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the martyr kind of burns everything down to the ground. It's like, fuck this all, like, fuck yeah. it all. I'm going to burn it all down to the ground and I'm going to rebuild it, you know? Yeah. But you got to do things in your own way. It's very experiential. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I totally resonate with all of that. Um, and, um, you know, going through my fertility journey, it was very much uh, going against the grain as well, right? Yeah. And taking a very, very different path to most people. But I wasn't confident about 
what I knew until I proved it, like you said, until like, you know, qualifying as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, I kind of just did it because I was talking about these things so much. And people were like, well, how do you know? I was like, well, I've like put it into practice. What do you mean? How I know? Yeah. Cause I've, I've lived it. And I was like, well, maybe yeah. I should get a qualification. And this was even before I became a coach. Like I didn't, mm. I wasn't coaching. I was like, well, maybe I should just get it. So when I start doing whatever I'm going to do with it, I have yes. this like educational background, which some people the still foundation. think is bullshit, but <laughs> that's all right. Well, whatever. They can, they can think that. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So how would someone with fertility issues who is open at looking at very, all these holistic modalities, how would they be able, like, how would that information, if you would have told me that information at 27, I wouldn't have known what to do with it, right? Like I, do you think people come to you in the, in the right timing of like, they're ready to receive? Yes. I mean, you have to, it's all about timing, right? It's like someone can tell you the same thing over and over again throughout the course of what, 10, 15 years. And it's like, maybe like, you know, 14 years in, you're like, oh, and you get it because it really is all about the timing. And that's why, you know, it's like, ideally I would love to be able to go back and do things differently and tell my younger self all these things. But it really also is about, it is about timing and being open to the information. Um, You know, you can't, it's just like, you know, you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. You have to be open to receiving the information. And, you know, for some people it's, uh, you plant a seed, you know, like I have people who came to me for something maybe three years ago, nutrition, you know, health coaching, whatever, planted the seed then. And then it's like three years later, they come back and they're like, remember this one thing that you told me that really affected me? I've been thinking about it. I'm ready to work on this now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so some people move very slowly. You and I are Scorpios. We move quickly, right? It's like, let me alchemize this now. Like, yesterday Mm -hmm. but not everybody is that quick you know some people they just need to move through life in a in at a slower pace um so yeah I do think it's all about timing and I think it's also about finding someone who you resonate with Mm -hmm. right it's like you could get the same information from two different people but you've in order to really be open to it and to to be open to a holistic transformation, you've got to be working with someone who you trust, who you resonate with, you know, like you've got to, you've got to like their energy um, and feel that you can really trust them because this is very intimate work. I mean, when you are a woman trying to get pregnant, like you are so vulnerable, mm-hmm. you are so vulnerable. And so you've got to be able to trust the people that you're working with or the person that you're working with, I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. With your hindsight, knowing what you know now through human design, how do you think it would have changed if you got that information, whether you used it or not at the beginning or even in the middle of your journey? Yeah. How do you think it would have changed your journey? Oh my gosh. I think about this all the time because sometimes I wonder, I'm like, would I have had kids? Would I have even tried to have kids? 
if I knew that I was a projector before all of this? Um, and my answer, I think, is yes. I think because, um, you know, it's like when you have your children and you have that deep soul connection with your children, it's like, well, these souls were meant to, we were we were meant to meet. Right. I think the way it would have changed things for me is I would have been like I would have been able to let go of the outcome. I would have been able to let go of my attachment to the outcome. And I would have been like, okay, if we're meant, if I am meant to have children, it's going to happen. And if I'm not meant to have children, it won't happen. But there's all these other timelines available to me. There's all these other possibilities in life, right? And also, I think it would have allowed me to let go of the conditioning that I held, which was that in order to, to be a successful person to be a to be a woman who is worthy in this society that I have to have children mm -hmm. right that I have to be able to bear my because that's a huge part of like our self-worth is so tied to whether or not we are mothers you know then also like have the career and have the kids and like, do it all and make it look perfect and like have a smell on our faces and have perfect bodies and like no yeah. wrinkles right it's like yeah. all of these things so I think that like, this is a huge part of why I love human design, because it allows you to let go of the conditioning that you've grown up with. And it allows you just to say, you know what, it allows you to sit with yourself and be like, what do I really want? What is important to me? Right. It helps you to start untangle yourself from the conditioning. So I think that it would have allowed me to relax, to let go and to just trust that, you know, whatever happens is going to be correct and aligned for me yeah exactly yeah. yeah um I would say too um with even just this small little surprise reading today and with my birth chart reading um and I've done a few other sessions with my um my beautiful neighbor I think it's just and even like when you're working with a coach that gets you and you're in line with them it's just that validation yes. that you have felt this way about yourself, but no yes. one's either been able to see it, or even if they have seen it, their beliefs are like, well, no, that's too much, or you're too lazy, or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, for To have someone to just validate how you feel and who you want yes. to be is so yes. empowering. Yes, it's so empowering. And I think that, um, you know, also for me being a non-energy type, it's like, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. Like I do need more rest. I actually operate differently than 80% of the population. So that's going to factor into my fertility efforts, mm -hmm. right? And, and then I think to what you were just saying, what kind of came to me also is that so many times these practitioners that were these doctors that we're working with, they're working with working within a very limited and narrow framework. So like, I know a lot of doctors who they are open to human design. They are open to subconscious work. They're open to all these other modalities, but they're not trained in it. And so when they're approaching their patients, they can only approach them from this very limited and narrow training that they have. And so even if they want to validate what their patients are saying, they don't have a framework through which to validate them, yeah. right? If that makes sense. So there's just all these limitations, but that's the thing about human design is that like, there are no limitations. It, 
it sets you free from your limitations to show you that you don't, you don't actually have any limitations, right? Yeah. Like it's all a construct. Yeah. 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 It's a really, it's yeah. just a really cool experience, you know, and if you're open to these experiences, um, you know, they can be really life-changing. Completely. And human design also changed me as a mother. It changed parenting for us because we thought, because our youngest child, he was just really challenging for us. And then we found out he's a manifester. They're only oh. 9% of the population. And we are like, oh, and it literally changed everything changed everything and thank goodness because now we can raise him to be in the full expression of who he's meant to be even though it's not what it's not what people say is right with parenting you know like we have we have different sets uh, kind of different sets of rules that we apply to each kid because they're so different Mm -hmm. so different so yeah it's a real gift it's a real gift for us it's a huge gift for our children yeah Yeah. I've had both of my boys birth charts read and I think it's the same thing. It's just the validation of how you see them as a parent really specifically. And that kind of, once again, validation that, yeah, they're not fitting into this mainstream and that's what's beautiful about them and start celebrating that instead of, you know, like thinking whatever, you know, yeah, it's yeah. very powerful. Yeah, it is. I think we can sit here and talk for like another hour. I know, forever. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I'm sure we will connect again on the podcast soon. But please tell yeah. our listeners where they can find you and connect with you. Sure. So I'm on Instagram. I'm at Fosia Morgan. And then I have a website, foziamorgan.com. I'm on TikTok, but not nearly as much as you. So I will say, I will leave it to Instagram and my website. And yeah, people can feel free to to reach out through either one of those platforms. Either one. Yeah. And check out everything that you have going on, because I do think those, these modalities, even though you might think there's, they're not fertility treatments or they have nothing to do with their, your fertility. Like we both know with our experiences that your fertility issues have nothing to do with your fertility unless (laughs) it's a structural problem, right? Exactly. And it's really figuring out, and this is like a big part of my work is like where else in the body or in the subconscious mind do we need to show you the light that that's where you need to focus. And then once you work on those areas, the harmony gets, or the body gets back in harmony and it just yeah. opens up that fertility, right? Yeah, it, so. it does. I mean, yeah, your fertility is just your, it's part of your soul's journey. Mm-hmm. And so that's why human design, because it shows you, it shows you, it lays out for you what your unique soul blueprint is, right? Yeah. And so it creates this, like, it creates, like you said, this validation and this understanding of self and this, like, you know, it, it, it creates an expansion. It's like, oh, there's so much else. It's like, it shows you possibilities, I think. And, um, you know, and it just starts to create these little changes in the way that you see yourself, the way that you see the world, that you, see, you know, the way that you see everything. Um, and when you can kind of like break free from these very, these beliefs that you're holding on to so tightly, when you can kind of like loosen your grip a little bit 
that's when things start to shift. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time and your knowledge and your wisdom. Um, All your information is down in the show notes. Um, And until next week, you guys have a beautiful day. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.